I'm Barbara Bray. Welcome to my Rethinking Learning podcast, where I have conversations with inspirational educators, thought leaders, and change agents. I'm really happy today because I have someone from Hawaii. Aloha, Barbara. <laughs> Aloha, Winston. This is Dr. Winston Sakurai. Correct, Sakurai? yes. Sakurai, yeah. Ah, no. Sakurai? Yes. Sakurai. I got to get it right. I always mispronounce the names and I got to get them right. I am so glad you're here. I am so glad this too, Barbara. So nice. Love to talk to you. Love to talk to you all the time. Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make you blush. I'm going to introduce you, try to (laughs) boast about you a little bit. So Winston is the principal of the prep at St. Andrew's School in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I got to work with you. Yes, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a play shop. Yes, they they had a blast. The teachers had a blast. We had a blast, uh, you know, learning together and playing together, which is, uh, something that all educators get an opportunity to do. And that was a great opportunity. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. And you have great team there. So I'm going to tell a little bit more about you. You were named the 2016 NASSP National Digital Principal. And that, that was in the same year in 2016, you were that, what is the HASSA? It's the Hawaii State Association of Secondary uh, School Administrators. You were the principal, Hawaii principal of the year for them. Yeah, that was amazing. It was, uh, it was both at the same time, which was unbelievable. Wow, what a year! That's well, we're just going to have to have more of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. A great. And now you're the moderator of the Twitter chat, Print Leader Chat. Yeah, that's Sundays, uh, Sunday evenings at uh, nine p.m. Eastern. It's a nationwide, um, and it's not just for principals. It's all for for all school leaders uh, that want to. Uh, learn and, and grow together in our PLN. Oh, I love it. I actually joined in. Yes. Once, so I got to come in more. It's just Sundays are kind of hard. So, <laughs> but I, I love it. I, I we're going to push that one out because I, I've seen so many amazing discussions that you've been doing. And, and like I said, I'm very fortunate to have worked with you and I, I just feel like I really connected with you. Yes. And the feeling is mutual, Barbara. It was oh. a, it was a awesome time to, you know, it's it's very um, it's very good to have someone that's like minded and to share experiences and to know that we're trying to move education together in the right direction. Oh yeah, and uh, and we even have a great selfie together with our funny outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I might even put that one in. You, you brought in some good props, so that was awesome. That was awesome. I know. Well, it was fun. So I, I'm really glad that you could be here with me today. Welcome, Winston. No, thank you so much. And I'm I'm humbled that um, you would even ask because, uh, you know, we're out here all the way in the middle Pacific and uh, we're kind of isolated from you know, everyone else on the mainland and, and even across the world. This is the furthest point that you can go uh, away from any kind of you know, you know major city. Um, and I'm thankful. I really am thankful for the opportunity to speak uh, today and share some of the stuff we're doing here and share some of the stuff that the team's doing here. Um, Hawaii is a great place to um, have, uh, you know, experiences um, to share things education wise. And uh, we're, we're getting better, better, better. And hopefully we can be a leader in the nation uh, for things that are innovative. I saw wonderful things at your school. And by the way, when I mentioned I was going to go there, about 20 people said they carry my bags. 
See? They all wanted to come to you. See? There, there's that, <laughs> that perk of uh, paradise. There's that perk of paradise, right? Oh, especially in the winter. There's <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> that would love to come your way. Absolutely. So, so I always love to start um, the podcast with a little bit about you and growing up, where you started and your family. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's, a, it's a great story. Um, my wife and I, I've had the opportunity to uh, work together as educators uh, in the same school uh, since we began. And so um, she has been um, a teacher, uh, elementary, actually uh, kindergarten and sixth, kindergarten, sixth grade, early childhood, uh, and then um, with our middle school and then our high school. And uh, for the past 10 years b- before I was here at the prep, uh, we were working together. Uh, she was my college counselor there. And uh, I was the principal for the upper school, uh, the middle school and the high school uh, as well. Uh, and, and we work together as a team. It's Team Sakurai, as we call it. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience working with her. And, and she's still a part of the team as well, even though I'm at the prep, uh, our sister school, the Priory. Uh, she's the college counselor there. And her office is you know, right down the hall, actually, from, from where I am. So our campuses are, are, are right together. Uh, and so it's it's a good thing. She makes me better. And I appreciate her because um, she's smarter than me, uh, first of all. And second of all, you know, she does a lot of things that helps to uh, make sure that uh, as I'm trying to move my school forward, uh, she kind of says, you know what, you're going to really mess up the chemistry. If you do that, you might want to try this. And so she's she really helps me uh, when I have these crazy ideas not to uh, destroy the school. And so that's, that's a nice person to have to have around. Um, and we have uh, two children. Uh, I am now fortunate enough to be the principal for my son, uh, who's in fourth grade. Uh, and so he's here. My daughter is in first grade. My son is, uh, his name is Matthew. My wife's name is Rochelle. And my daughter's name is uh, Madison. And it is not something every principal gets a chance or every educator gets a chance to, to help develop and build a school uh, that, your children will go to and benefit from. Uh, and so, you know, even though we are working together as a team to uh, help, you know, all the students here, um, we also get the benefit of seeing our children uh, having those experiences that we create for all of the students and to make things better. Uh, and this is, it's a special thing. It's a special thing. And I'm very blessed to have uh, that opportunity. I, I've seen the two of you together as you're the, dynamo team <laughs> and, and and to know that you know not many husbands and wives can work together and you you make each other better it's just beautiful yeah and, i love it yeah and you know it's it's something that um i i know um i have strengths and i have things that i can grow in and she helps me grow in those things and that's what that has allowed us to do things that are awesome to to win those awards i mean if it wasn't for my wife um i i wouldn't have won those things uh it's because of a lot of her effort a lot of her encouragement she was the one that actually wanted me to apply for the national digital principal award i kept on telling her no i'm not i'm not anybody um i'm not i'm not at that level like everyone else is um and i remember um you know eric scheninger won the award back in 2012 and I went, I am never going to be like him. I am never going to be able to do it. And she kept on saying every single year, no, you're good enough. You should apply. You're good enough. You should apply. And so it took a lot of her encouragement, helping, you know, helping me to develop who I am 
uh, that really brought out the best in, in what, you know, what we can do. Uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful for her. Um, it's, it's special to have a wife that understands, you know, what, who, who you are and what you can do. And if it wasn't for her, there's, there's a lot of things that uh, may not have been accomplished. Oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, not, you know, there aren't that many people that really have that support system that a lot of times they'll go to work and then they come home. Nobody really knows and talks about what they're doing here. This is your life together. It's just really beautiful. Now, were you born in Hawaii? I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, I grew ah. up. I grew up on um, the windward side of the island, which is the more rainy side. Um, my parents actually understood the value of education. Uh, they were blue collar uh, workers. Uh, they didn't go to college, uh, but they actually moved from Honolulu uh, to another part of the island where the school systems were really good. They they put education first, and they would say that. Um, you know, we don't want you to have to work as hard uh, as we did. You know, it's funny because <laughs> it's a different type of work. They had to do a lot of manual labor. My, my dad repaired air conditioning uh, units. My mom, you know, would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning as a cafeteria worker at the high school down the, down the road. Uh, and they put every effort into, um, into, you know, their children's education. And they wanted us to be successful because, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that they were, you know, they, they went, they didn't go to college uh, and they always wanted their, their son um, to go to college and, and to do well. And it's a lot of their uh, hard work, their patience, their, their time. Uh, they spent a lot of time making sure that, um, you know, helped me with my homework, helped me through school. And if it wasn't for them, I, I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, go through college. And so, um, you know, I, I grew up a um, little bit of, of a struggle. Um, I, I remember my mom asking for some kind of diagnostics because um, I was having speech um, delays, some speech impediments. And, and you, you go through the testing and they, they couldn't find anything. So oh, you're normal because they look at your grades and my grades were okay. They weren't stellar, but they were okay. Um, and so uh, it wasn't actually until later on uh, that I found out that uh, I had dyslexia and I had gone through, I had gone through uh, schooling for, at that time, it was in college when they found out. I'd gone through school, you know, up until age, you know, age eighteen, and then later on, maybe at, I think it was I think I was twenty one at the time, ready to graduate, couldn't get through uh, the foreign language class, and the professor there said, you know, something's not right. You should be getting this, and um, it was almost an obstacle for college graduation, uh, but because of the the fine people at the University of Hawaii. Uh, who understood that you know there are some learning differences and there are ways to get get through college uh, to help some somebody that might have a learning difference uh, and some struggles with language acquisition uh, to get through and we got through because of their help and uh, that that help from um, Mrs. Ito who was in the student services center I, I can I, I remember to this day uh, that when I walked in she said we can help you and that was the kind of support I needed as a student, as a college student, uh, to get through college. It's amazing it took that long. <clears throat> you know, when you're n- and now they, they do, you know, have more diagnostics for your, you know, through K-12. But just knowing you got good grades anyway, really to have dyslexia is really difficult. 
when you consider how you did that, I it was, it was interesting because there are some things like I was really good at, and there are some things that I, I really struggled at. Um, and uh, I think I was that, and, and it's my personality, right? I'm more of a shy, uh, quiet person, listens, uh, doesn't cause trouble. Uh, so I was really wasn't acting out, but inside it was it was kind of hard because you see your fellow students and they're achieving and succeeding. I'm going, why why can't I do this as well? Um, and that's that was that was a real thing. I I remember um, third grade. Um, you know, you take those uh, SAT tests, uh, you know, assessment tests, and I actually did really well. Uh, I scored really high, uh, but they wouldn't put me into the gifted talented program because my grades in school were, you know, they were just average, you know, they, were, they weren't anything stellar. And so, you know, I, I actually did well on standardized tests, uh, but I didn't do well on the everyday uh, type of work because it was, it was kind of confusing. You know, math was easy. Math was, was easy. It was just the, the English, um, the language arts that was, that was kind of difficult. So, wow. so it was, it was, um, it was kind of a struggle and I made it through because my parents were kind enough uh, in 1983 to purchase a Commodore 64. And it had a spell checker, a word processor, basic. Uh, but I was able to get through school. I had that all the way through college. So you're talking 10 years with the same uh, $300 computer, uh, which was available um, and not available to everybody. But I, I was fortunate enough my parents made the investment. It was, it was probably about one month's mortgage that they put into it. Um, but they felt it was important uh, enough to, to to have something like that because my dad heard someone at work like computers are the new thing. Your son needs to have a computer to be successful, and they they I remember walking into the TV appliance store and picking one up with my dad and coming home and this was amazing tool. It was just an amazing tool to to succeed. My mom and, and this is why I said you know technology is, is very important. But my mom used to sit next to me. And we would get, go through these magazines and they would have, uh, you know, s- codes where you move the balloons across the screen. And so we would type in the code. And if you made one mistake, of course, it wouldn't work because you couldn't save anything. And we go through line by line. She'd sit by me. I'd type it in. She'd, you know, help me make sure it was correct. And then you see all these amazing sprites moving across the screen. And you, as a, as a, you know, as a child, you're creating something that it's like a video game, right? You're creating something that's very different. And, um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that they made that investment. Um, and I'm not sure if I would have gone to college or been able to go through college if, if I didn't have that. I might not even made it through high school because it would have been so difficult in high school uh, to do a lot of the essays and a, a lot of other things. Um, and that's why I always wonder. I wonder if my parents had that technology when they were growing up, they, they would have been successful in college. Or my, my grandparents, my, my grandmother only went up to... Uh, you know, eighth grade. And would she have been successful if there was some technology available? Um, I, I've always felt my parents were very akamai, which in, you know, Hawaii is smart, very smart. They could do a lot of things. My dad could build stuff like, you know, nobody's built business. Uh, but the academic part, I remember he always said was difficult. I remember he was in the he, he retired, and then he went to the Postal Service to uh, work there in the federal government. And he would have to go to school on the mainland for different things. And he talked about the struggles of going through the classes uh, you know, at age 60. But if he had technology back then, would he have been, would have been different? Um, 
I think he was very happy doing what he did because he got to work with his hands and build stuff. Uh, but it was just, you know, something that's always been back on my mind. And I'm thankful that they made the investments very early, saw that education was important, you know, moved across town, uh, moved across the island to get to a good school system. And I had wonderful teachers. I had awesome teachers. And that's my, you know, that's, that's the success that they built, uh, you know, into their son. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Well, it's... See, you never, I never knew that before. You never told me. So it's really <laughs> interesting how, how um, a lot of people have had struggles and didn't get the support. There's some that dropped out of school but became, uh, found their way later in life. I can name some of the people that are on my podcast <laughs> yeah, that yeah. have told their stories like this. But um, the support is what we need. All of us need that type of support, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of school leaders, very successful school leaders, and everyone has a different story. But I have found that, you know, my tribe, uh, there's a lot of us who have had struggles in school. And it was actually even part of my dissertation where, you know, I looked at, you know, successful principals, and many of them almost dropped out, uh, had struggles in college, had struggles with just being bored in class because what is, what is the relevance of this? And, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that's why we want to make schools exciting and make it fun and engaging and make it for not just those who can do things in one form, but make it, make it accessible to everybody. And schools for a long time, because of the traditional nature was just one way you can do it this way. This is, this is the model. We're going to mass educate everybody. And if you can't fit into, uh, you know, the, 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 the hole that we're creating, uh, we're going to exclude you and, and filter you out. And that's not, that's not what we should be doing for our nation. We have to make sure every single student succeeds and we have to, we have to work really hard and work differently and help, help them to be, to be better because not, not everything is going to follow the blueprint or the manual that we create in the, in the guide uh, for, for education. It's going to take a lot of flexibility, a lot of adapting, a lot of patience uh, to make sure that each and every one of our students succeed. If we want to make sure, if we say every child can learn and every child can be successful, that's that's on us because we have to make make sure that happens. So I'm going to veer off to when you were 20. Yes. <laughs> you went a different road while you were in college. It was a little different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you became, um, you went on the Hawaii State Board, which yes. is, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to tell everyone, the only way I found out this is I did some research and I found this newspaper article that said Voice of Reason, Winston Zachariah. And I'm like, what? So tell a little bit about that. So um, what, one of the other things that got through me, me through high school was that um, student government was a big part of my life. And I spent a lot of time um, you know, in the student government room I was fortunate enough to be the state chairperson of the Hawaii State Student Council my senior year. Uh, I was student body president for a couple of years. That allowed me to represent the 180,000 students in the state as a student representative to the Board of Education when I was when I was you know, 17, 18. Uh, and I worked a lot with them. I remember I still have faxes. You know, that's that's how long ago it was. I still have faxes from the state state chair saying, Winston, uh, tomorrow they're at, we're at the legislature, uh, we're testifying about counselors, can you come down and you know, testify? So I spent 
you know, I mean, a lot of time during my senior year uh, at the Capitol, at the state uh, state board office, testifying, um, you know, pr- promoting different things for education, uh, going to different forums. Um, that was back when we had Goals 2000. Uh, they see these are opportunities. People gave me opportunities, and I, I can't I can't thank enough people. Every, everybody from my student council advisor to the board chair uh, at the time, uh, they gave me opportunities to be in that. So I was Goals 2000. I was the, the vice chair of the Educators Competence Committee, which is amazing, right? You got this student, high school student, that now has influence of how educators are being trained and, and doing a lot of things. Um, so when there was a vacancy a few years later, uh, one of the board members um, had passed away. The board chair called me up and said, Winston, there's a vacancy. I'm going to submit your name to the governor because he has to find a replacement. Uh, can you get me your resume like today? So, so I sent it over and waited. Uh, and a few weeks later, I was in the, my college student council room. And uh, I got a phone call from the governor's office saying, Winston, the governor wants to talk to you today. Can you come down? And I'm looking at myself. It's summer school. I'm in my shorts and T-shirt. And it's like I have to be at the governor's place in an hour. So I said, oh, yeah, sure. I, I can miss class. <laughs> and <laughs> I can miss my summer school class and come down. So I... I I caught the bus because that was the only way I could get around at the time. So I caught the bus, got a change of clothes, uh, got over to the governor's office and uh, spoke only about a half an hour. And we're going back and forth. um, And he was asking me questions. And then finally he goes and says, okay, Winston, all I want to know is if you can make the tough decisions. And it's amazing, right? Because it's one question that you just wanted to know. And I said, yes, governor. I can because I'll be making decisions based upon what is best for the students and what's best for the parents and what's best for the teachers and what's best for our school system. And I won't let you down because I'll do my research. I'll talk to people and we'll make sure that we work together to make this a better system. And then he says, oh, okay, why don't you sit here? I'm going to talk to my press, uh, 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 press corps and then uh, we'll get, we'll get a release out. And then uh, we'll disappoint you a couple of days later. I was like, are you kidding me? This is, this is, Amazing, right? What kind of opportunity does a college student, 20 years old, uh, gets to be uh, part of the State Board of Education with a you know, $1.8 billion budget? It was an opportunity of a lifetime. And it was probably the best professional development any educator could get as well. Because there was a lot of things that, that I learned there that helped me uh, become you know, a, a good principal, a good school administrator, a good teacher. Uh, because there was an understanding of how things worked uh, as, as a system. And, you know, I, I was there for 10 years. Uh, we did a lot of things with uh, the budget. We did a lot of things to help improve education, uh, make, uh, make uh, classrooms, classroom sizes smaller, improve our um, assessments. And, and a lot of it was defending the system from those who wanted to cut the budgets, to cut, uh, you know, support. Uh, we did a lot of things with special education as well. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very proud of the efforts that we made as a, as a team on the board uh, together. Uh, and it was, like I said, I would have principals in the back of the room and, you know, we'd be talking about these high, you know, high profile, very tense situations. And they would go and say to me, Winston, just cut out all this nonsense. This is what we need. Tell them this is what we need. So I'll go up and say, here, I just talked to the principals. This is what they need. 
and and said, "This is why. This is why it's important." And so we need to support them uh, in the in the schools because otherwise, it's not going to work. And so when you talk about voice of reason, it was a lot of times we just need to cut through all the politics, all the things that um, you know people want to posture and and do things. And it it was hard. I mean, it was hard. It was a lot of. I mean, you're talking about conversations that take place in the hallway, conversations that take place at like 12 o'clock at night, uh, on the phone all the time, trying to lobby and get the votes and support for, you know, what, what the schools wanted to do. And um, I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, when I look back on that and I talk to principals who are now retired or superintendents, district superintendents who are now retired, uh, and we talk about those times in the, the heat of the moment and how that helped make the system better. Well, I like that. I mean, not many, I don't know too many people that started that way. Were you, <laughs> did you become a teacher when you were on the board or was it after? I, I, the, my, my last year I was uh, leaving and then I started becoming a teacher uh, then. So um, a lot of it was, um, I was, I actually, you know, I actually wanted to become a principal since I was very, uh, very young. Uh, I actually had eight different principals in uh, nine years, oh wow! From elementary school, kindergarten, all the way up to eighth grade, um, and there was a lot of turnover uh, in the in the in, in our schools. So every year, I get a new principal, and I think by the time you know I hit you know the middle of my elementary year, I said, you know, this is this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, maybe maybe I was like nine. I said, you know, things are changing every single year. It's hard on the teachers. I can tell it's hard on the teachers. This is not how school should be. It really shouldn't be. Why? Why are we getting a different set of rules, a different set of expectations every single year? I I don't know who the principal is. It seems like they're just moving on to something else. I I know it's a lot of process for a nine ten year old, but I could see it. And I said, yeah, I want to become a principal, and if I want, if I'm going to be a principal, I'm going to stay as long as I can. And and that's that's where um, that's where I was, you know, at our previous school for 17 years. And, and part of the reason why was because I wanted to stay and make a difference because you can't make change in a short time. You have to, you have to dig in and, and establish foundations and create systems that, that work really well. What was the previous school? The previous school was Hanalai. Hanalai Schools, okay. yeah. And um, okay. you know, Rochelle and I were there for, for 17 years. And it was a wonderful time. It was a great team. I, I missed them dearly. Uh, it, was, it was like you know, Ohana. It was family. And uh, we still keep in touch, uh, you know, even now. And um, but they they know exactly what to do, and they know how to move the school forward. And I couldn't be happier uh, with with you know what they're doing. Yeah, I I see that because uh, I see the passion that's in you. I love it. <laughs> I'm re- you know I'm really um, excited that you actually found that what your calling was was a principal because you're really great at it. So now you're at St. Andrews and you're with the prep. What tell people what that is? So it's a um, new school. It's actually only four years um, four years old, and it's a uh, all boys school. And it's uh, right in the heart of Honolulu. Uh, we're trying to make it the most innovative school in the state. And uh, for a principal having the opportunity to build a new school, it's unbelievable. And so currently we're kindergarten through fourth grade. And uh, we hope to keep on building a grade for, you know, as, as far as and high as we can go. And uh, even now we're talking about, you know, what can we do uh, for our incoming fifth graders or sixth graders and beyond uh, 
Um, and it's exciting. You're building a, a school with a great bunch of teachers and uh, the sky's the limit. Well, one thing I noticed about your teachers is that they want to learn. They want to be better. They are open to ideas and uh, you don't see that that often. Yeah. And, and I think that's the having a new school and having to build things uh, on, on our own. Uh, you have to think outside of the box. You have to be creative. You have to make things work. Because there's no um, traditions or you know things that have happened in the past. Everything is brand new every single year. Oh, it's just amazing. And then one thing that you have that you're doing that I just it blew me away was the design studio. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of a neat thing. We're using the design thinking process from Stanford uh, that uh, you know places a focus on empathy, wanting to help others, uh, and so. Our students are building things uh, here on campus, uh, creating different uh, spaces for learning to take place, building certain things on campus for just just to make the school experience better. Uh, and they own the process, right? And so having them uh, think about others, not themselves, uh, being empathetic, understanding people, it's the process that they're going through, which I think will allow them to be very successful because they'll, they'll problem solve, they'll create, they'll, they'll iterate, They'll test things out, iterate again uh, until things are right. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of life. You have to kind of go over and over again. We teach them that, you know, you don't fail until you stop. And that's that's stop and quit. Uh, you keep on going, going, going and make it better. And then when 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 you when you stop because you're giving up, uh, that's, that's when failure takes place. But if you iterate, 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 constantly get better, uh, you're moving forward and, uh, you'll be very successful for the rest of your life. Well, you, you said a whole bunch of things that I could use as quotes because they were just wonderful. And I love the design thinking process, especially since it starts with empathy. And that's what you mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hard, right? Because we, we are in a world where we have to understand each other. And in order to understand each other um, in a way that you're, you're very helpful to each other as well. So it's not just taking something and saying, oh, yeah, I, I get it. It's like, what can we do to help the other person be successful as well? Give them opportunities, help them to be better. Uh, because our society gets better because we help each other. Uh, that's how our society, I think our society will move forward is that we're looking for, out for each other. We're trying to, trying to help each other uh, to move to the next level. Uh, and we get the benefit of knowing that you know, the next generation uh, is, is going to take um, you know, our nation to a different place that is so unique and so spectacular uh, that um, we couldn't even imagine those things. Yeah. And in fact, I've seen some of the things that they're learning by doing, which is the big thing that you, you know, really emphasize. And uh, so I just want to say this because I don't even have to ask you this question why you're so passionate (laughs) about this, but you're seeing it happen, right? Yeah. You know, and um, I see that light bulb go on uh, that might not have gone on if they're sitting, uh, reading through a textbook uh, because it's not relevant to them. Uh, we want things to be s- such that, you know, my son comes home sometimes and he goes, what's the relevance of this worksheet? And I, I have to kind of question that too. Uh, and, and so now he doesn't, he doesn't say that as much. He goes, wow, this is difficult, but I think I can figure it out, which is spectacular 
I mean, spectacular. It, it's it's so such a difference in terms of how he's uh, how he's learning and how he's doing things because he's processing stuff because he wants to. He wants to do it. He wants to do it because he he thinks the challenge is important to tackle and fix. Um, and you know, if we have every single person in our nation doing those kind of things. Can you imagine the success stories that will come out of each and every one of our schools, each and every one of our communities? There's going to be so many things that happen because students are very passionate about the, the lives that they live and making it better for other people. And that's, that's really what we're looking for. So what I like that you're doing is you, you have the Twitter chat, which I love. We're going to put that up. I mean, you know, we're going to make a blog post that goes with this. So we'll make sure we have all the links so people join in. But you're also changing the way school is supposed to be. The thing that you had was the support. Not everyone has that type of support. And what you're doing is building this support system. I think other people need to hear about it. And I, I'm waiting for your book to come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, we do have one book coming out. It's a collaboration with uh, nine other you know, fantastic educators. It's coming out. Uh, you know, this January, and it's called Education Right Now Two, and it talks about next January or this January. This January, it's coming out actually January twentieth. Oh which, my goodness! Which so is what a, is it? It's well, called, I might ha- yeah, called, I might be able to put it up there then. Yeah, it's uh, called Education Right Now Two. Uh, it's uh, how to you know basically about building relationships, and I have chapter eight uh, of of the book, uh, and you know, there's some wonderful people, Jeff Zoll. Uh, you know, uh, contacted me. Uh, Joe Mazza was uh, a big influence as well, and and so it's a it's a, a book that uh, really helps uh, educators understand how to build relationships in their school to build that culture of of collaboration uh, to make make you know their schools and education better for all students. So um, it's it's kind of a neat thing. It's a fundraiser uh, for the Will to Live Foundation, uh, which helps. Um, prevent uh, a suicide in teenagers. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a neat thing that we worked in Chicago f- over a period of 48 hours uh, to build a book uh, that hopefully will make an impact uh, not on, on, on an education system, but also for our students uh, who might struggle with depression or anxiety uh, and have that will to live uh, and continue on in their lives. Wow. That is um, amazing that you got together. I mean, it's a great cause too. We really need to save every child. So I, I love that you're doing this and um, I wish I had more time. I want to go, I could go on and on and on talking to you because all of the things that you're doing, you're making a difference. Thank you, Barbara. And thank Not you for your support and help. Oh, <laughs> uh, and when I, when you find people that are like you, that, you know, you have this passion. It's really infectious. You you just want to be around you because you're. It's exciting, and I'm hoping people reach out to you. Maybe bring you on board to speak and share because it 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 was really evident the first time I met you. That big smile, um, the fireworks behind me when we were eating right. <laughs> with that, with the whole group. <laughs> Everything you did, you were capturing it and. Uh, it, you make life exciting, and and it's very apparent. And I really, really appreciate that you were here with me today. No, thank you very much, Barbara. I, I, and again, I appreciate your support. I, I think we get better together, and um, I I actually work better as a team. And when there's people that that can help uh, do things, uh, 
I think individually, I'm not as good as if I'm around people that uh, share the same passions. Uh, I think that draws out the best in myself and hopefully that draws out the best in other people as well. Well, thank you so much. This has been, I learned, you know, I thought I knew you. Now I know a lot about, <laughs> about you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and uh, mahalo. Mahalo, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning Podcast and my conversation with Dr. Winston Sakurai. Look for a complimentary blog post about how Winston is making a difference in Hawaii and changing the environment around empathy and design. We pulled together resources and links for you so you have more to go with this podcast. So please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and we'd love a review. You can also subscribe to my website at barbarabray.net to receive announcements and updates so you don't miss any of the conversations.